0: Welcome. You're listening to the Truth Talk News Podcast, where truth the mainstream media ignores is the top story. I'm your host, Howard Nemeiser. Please take advantage of all the information available at howardnema.com, including books you must read to understand the New World Order.
1: And this present window of opportunity during which a truly peaceful and interdependent world order might be built... We will not be here for Oakland for too long. We have before us the opportunity to forge for ourselves and for future generations a new world order. We'll tell you any shit you want to hear. We deal in illusions, man. None of it is true. But you people sit there day after day, night after night, all ages, colors, creeds, We're all you know! You're beginning to believe the illusions we're spinning here! You're beginning to think that the tube is reality, and that your own lives are unreal!
2: When we are successful, and we will be,
3: we have a real chance at this New World Order, an order in which a credible United
1: Nations can use its peacekeeping role to fulfill the promise and vision of the UN's founders. It's a need for New World Order. But it has different characteristics in different parts of the, of the world.
4: And the president outlined his vision of a new world
5: order. We'll tell you One rooted shift. on One four basic principles non proliferation and disarmament.
3: None of it is true. The promotion of peace and security.
4: The preservation of our planet. And a global economy that
6: advances opportunity for all people. The affirmative task we have now. Is, uh, is to actually um, uh, create
1: a, uh, a new world order. A world in which there is the very real
6: prospect of a new world order. It's about the future of Europe and a new world order. After 1989, President Bush kept it said, and it's a phrase that I often use myself, that we needed if a new like world order. you like your plan, you can keep your plan.
5: Their capacity to impose control over the politically awakened masses of the world is at a historical low. I once put it rather pungently, and I was flattered that the British Foreign Secretary repeated this as follows. Namely, in earlier times, it was easier to control a million people, literally. It was easier to control a million people than physically to kill a million people. Today, it is infinitely easier to kill a million people, than to control a million people. It's easier to kill than to control. world today has 6.8 billion people. That's
3: headed up to about 9 billion. Now, if we do a really great job on new vaccines, health care, reproductive health services, we could lower that by perhaps
5: 10 or 15%. New vaccines, health care, reproductive health services, we could lower that by perhaps 10 or 15%.
0: Welcome to Truth Talk News. I want to start today's broadcast discussing an article written by my friend, journalist and author, Janet Phelan. Janet's article is titled, Water as a Weapon, and you can find this article at howardneiman.com. It goes into how the U.S. Patriot Act, through Section 817, uh, allows the uh, United States to literally engage in bioweapons research and bioweapons experiments like the COVID-19 mRNA gene therapy falsely being labeled a vaccine. Uh, This exposes the fact that literally there is a bio war against the American people being waged by the United States government and other governments of the world who are part of this cabal working to create a one world totalitarian socialist state ruled by unseen bureaucrats who are puppets to these elite Hidden masters. Now, this article from 2007 goes into details about the double water system. Now, this double water system is in many, many municipalities across the country. Janet went over this with David Knight in the interview into this uh, particular rabbit hole that goes very deep into the intentional depopulation of our world, of our planet. There is a clandestine depopulation agenda that was began in 1954. It is one of the main reasons the Bilderberg Group came together. Uh, it wasn't just to create uh, control over the political and economic systems of every country on Earth, as Carol Quigley uh, revealed in his 1966 book, Tragedy and Hope, having had uh, two years ac- unfettered access to the Council on Foreign Relations minutes, notes, and secret records, determined that there is a plot to uh, control all of the economic systems and political systems of the world. And there's also a depopulation agenda. In 1957, in Huntsville, Alabama, there was a meeting of the elite. And they determined that uh, the population would double and by the year 2000, and it did. But the beginnings of this actual plan and the implementation of means to depopulate the planet came from a document, the report from Iron Mountain. Now this report clearly indicates that mankind is the enemy and those other books that I mentioned reinforce this and continue this agenda through the Club of Rome and the United Nations, the United Nations Population Council and the Memorandum 200 from 1974 that uh, Henry Kissinger stated that the uh, number one threat to national security uh, is is the overpopulation of the third world. So the number one priority of the uh, United States government is to uh, depopulate the third world. And then we see Bill Gates coming in into the scene, vaccinating people in India. Uh, the lawsuits against India, people getting Uh, From the vaccines, it was eradicated polio, but people were getting polio and somehow because these elitists control the media, have every politician you could think of in their pocket and all of these uh, organizations to play cover for them, like the Democrat Party, who are traitors and should be literally the entire party are a bunch of traitors that are looking to depopulate the planet. They're going along with this plan. It's a leftist agenda and they are traitors. The entire party should be uh, seized, and the assets uh, basically taken from all of the from the Democrat Party itself, and from all of the constituents that have 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 committed treason against our country. Of course, this will never happen, but it it should happen in in a just society. It would happen. These domestic terrorists who are injecting people with a deadly MRNA technology that will kill and has killed 20,000 people so far, but not one news report. So if you can't see what's going on yet, please, I advise you to go to howardema.com, read books you must read to understand the New World Order. Click on the link. There's about 300 books there. If something catches your eye, read it, and then read something else. This is no joke. It's happening before our eyes. There is no New World Order coming. It's here. If you'd like some more evidence of this, Dr. Malone, who is the inventor of the mRNA gene therapy being falsely labeled as a vaccine, and uh, Brett Weinstein, Ph.D., in their own words.
3: So then there are two other harms that are potentially involved in this vaccine. I wanted to get your uh, input on whether it's worth worrying about these things. Mm-hmm. One of them, as mm-hmm. uh, made famous by Garrett Vandenbusch, who was a guest on this program, um, is the hazard of the vaccines because they create a very concentrated evolutionary push on spike protein alone? That uh, vaccinating into a pandemic rather than in advance of a pandemic is liable to cause the evolution of escape mutants, and that it could in fact make a much worse pandemic in the end.
2: So, this isn't a theoretical, this is a real. It's real. We already have the data.
3: Oh, there we go. There
2: you go.
4: Okay. So, um, Byram Brittle uh, did a freedom of action uh, request of the Japanese government for the Pfizer uh, data, and he got a biodistribution uh, chart. And I'm pretty sure I linked to the original uh, uh, data in my paper. And this uh, uh, graph, was created from that Pfizer data. So this is not the Pfizer data itself from the Pfizer study. This is a graph, and people have double-checked
2: and triple-checked this. Yeah, it's a summary graphic. And it's a summary accurate, graph accurate. so that you can I see have visually. Seen, I did review the primary data, and I concur that the primary data is consistent with the graph that you have nicely summarized. Right, and so
4: what you see from this graph is that when you inject in the shoulder,
2: it, um, these. Do you want to walk through the, t- teach the listener how it shows that? How it shows, what you? Yeah, think? what you're just saying. So yeah, yeah there,
3: some of these people, some people will just listen to this. So what we're yeah, looking yeah. at is oh, a graph of <laughs> different lines of concentration of, is this spike protein in well, various no, no. tissues, no? Y-
4: yes, it's a lipid
3: nanoparticle.
4: Oh, it's the lipid nanoparticle, yeah. which is the, the, delivery. The, the delivery mechanism. Right, it's like yeah, the, it's, it's like yeah. the, fed, it's It the, for, is, for it people, is the drug. Well, for it's people the, at it's home the, it's, it's it's the box. It's the box it's, in which the it's mRNA a proxy for
3: the drug. So the mRNA is what causes the manufacture of the spike protein, but if you find the lipid nanoparticles, that tells you that your drug got to this location. Right, it's mm. it's the
4: delivery the, box effectively. It's the FedEx delivery box
2: that that has the mRNA inside. This this is you're exactly right. This is the lipid component. Yeah. Uh, that does the delivery.
3: Okay, so good.
2: So what we've got here
3: are different lines that tell you over time, from a quarter of an hour to 48 hours, where you find what the concentration in various tissues are. And you've got some strong signals here. You've got it in whole blood, not surprisingly, over the first four hours. In other words, it's moving around, it's circulating. That in and of
2: itself is unusual. And concerning. Right. It should okay. be in it the wasn't. It wasn't so so the, the, forgive me, um, okay. just to get a little more precise, we've administered by needle into the deltoid, of this complex yeah and you're just tracking the lipid part of it now there's also an rna part of it but as you say it quickly moves into the blood plasma is the cell-free fraction that's the yellow mustard line and the gray line is whole blood so that includes the cellular part of blood yeah okay carry on
3: okay and then we get lines that rise so all of these things decline as basically this diffuses through the body which actually is not what you would hope you would hope it would stay in the arm but it's basically diffusing through the body so concentrations are dropping as it gets more and more evenly distributed and then concentrations are rising Conspicuously in two places as we close in on forty-eight hours. One of them is in the ovaries, where it goes sky
2: high. That's really frightening. Anybody that's looked at this data says, "What?" Yeah,
3: that is a, that is a very <laughs> yes, frightening and, and, signal. And, and
4: and and it's the the cognitive dissonance between what the CDC says is that this is safe for pregnant women, right? This is perfectly safe and it's on the CDC website. It's unbelievable. It's great. At
3: some level it's not safe for women at all. I mean, this is this is Right. This is so so, right. so it's let's, not let's, just pregnant let's let's before we interpret the data, let's right. make
2: sure your listeners understand it. Okay, so the ovaries
3: show a high concentration for whatever reason it's ending up in the ovaries uh, of preferentially. The Yes. The lipid is ending up there. And then the other place that we have a signal, which I think suggests something we need to worry farther down the road. You tell me, Robert, if I'm on the right track here or not. But the fact that it shows up concentrating in bone marrow. Bad news. Actually, that suggests that you could end up with, I'm not saying this is going to happen, but I'm saying we need to look for something like leukemias showing up here because of their creation in bone marrow. I know from other work that it also seems to show up preferentially in In uh, lymph nodes, which raises the question of whether or not uh, lymphomas might be created. In any case, these are possible long-term effects that we have no way of knowing don't arise because these things have not been injected into people for more than a year. So
2: so we have two adverse event signals that are starting to become apparent, my friends at the FDA tell me. Okay. Um, uh, That are Relevant to what you're saying, okay. you're, you're focusing on bone marrow. Mm-hmm. So typically, aplastic anemia, leukemia, lymphoma, those kinds of things might, if if there are going to be, is going to be a signal. We might see it six months, three years, nine years. Okay, hard to tell because um, this is a progression of cancer. That mm-hmm. Often requires multiple mutations. Yep. Okay. So, so let's just park that. Yeah. Um, it but is a risk. Said, it is a risk that should be monitored. Well, wait a second, well, You said
3: you said somebody is beginning to see a signal of something, but I didn't get what it was. Yeah. So
2: I was going to get into that. Okay. Um, there's two signals that are starting to, um, and we don't have time to go into the nuance of how come it takes so long for them to figure out what's going on. Yeah. Okay. But um, one of them is. Uh, Thrombocytopenia that's not having the platelets. Okay. okay? What which is, are manufactured in, that, in the bone marrow. Which are manufactured. so I'm right now we're focusing on bone marrow signals. Okay. Um thrombocytopenia is one of them. Another one that is very hard to understand that's starting to come up in the database is reactivation of latent viruses. Mm-hmm. Okay, so this is shingles. Shingles is an example of that, but there are many others, and there's something in the literature about reactivation of human latent human retroviruses. Okay, so it it is it is there are anomalous findings cropping up, and and uh, I concur that uh, it was when I received these data to evaluate. I gave you that whole story, okay? Those are two of the things. And by the way, what's really odd to me about the ovarian signal is there's no um, signal in the testis. Right, it's very low. And a colleague of mine, uh, Dr. Kevin Tamara, has done a lot of thinking and reading about that because it bothers him too, He's a urologist. So he kind of specializes in the male reproductive system. And he has some theories having to do with charge associate because these are charged lipids. So there are particular features of the ovary that may, and as opposed to the testis, that may explain some of this, but it doesn't get us away from the two core things. Number one, this was known with the original data packages. The Japanese data package is essentially a historic document. It's different from what the FDA is currently looking at. So this is these data have been out there a long time. And yes, we have a whole lot of messaging. But not in public view. Within the purview, the confidential of the regulators protected, not disclosed. This is com- purview yeah, the, and this is company of, confidential of, of the regulators across the world, but not okay. the. Yeah, this so, is so, this was the, so this this messaging that company we're all confidential. Good, so let's, let's nothing not get to worry lost. about.
3: Yeah, that messaging was inconsistent with these signals that were apparent at least inside of the, that, data, the regulators the knew the data about. or the data. Yeah. Okay. So. They know uh, we've got potential long-term impl- we've got short-term implications in the bone marrow. We've got potential long-term implications in the bone marrow. We have short-term implications in the ovaries. We've got potential long-term implications. I would add to the list what I've been worried about most from the beginning are autoimmune disorders that might show up in the long term. Is that plausible as you say? I, I,
2: I, we talked about this earlier. Um, and for me, it's less the lipid component, although that certainly has merit yep. for autoimmune. It's more the circulating free spike protein, spike, yep. which we didn't expect and right. in the literature. And we were the, the the developers assured us this would not happen. The literature suggested we would not have free spike. Yep. And then Harvard and Brigham did a study in nurses, and lo and behold, we clearly have free spike after vaccination. Yep. And that has a whole other set of implications, but autoimmune. Development of autoimmune disease against complexes of foreign protein plus normal human proteins is certainly something that you'd have to monitor for. Yep. As we were discussing, the way that that's, that's part of the reason why you typically want a two to three year follow up period on the initial group of phase 3 patients to make sure that autoimmune consequences don't develop cuz they typically take, they time. take time. Right, and this okay. is
4: why, you know, they always say that there's no such thing as a vaccine that was that is developed fast, you know, like the fastest we've ever developed a vaccine has been like what, like 7 years or
2: yeah, What's probably the, if we unless we go back mid-century when things were loose and right. fast. Right, but
4: there's a reason for that. It's not just that. Okay, well, we didn't have the technology. We have better technology now. We still need to right. be able to see what the long-term
3: effects is you you on a 12-year-old time. And right. in fact, usually You, can't, you use right. animal models to do that, and the assumptions on which the animal models bring these things to light are fault. Right, and how do
4: you
2: well, how our, do you our, judge our, the, the effect on a 12-year-old? What
7: what, yeah. what
2: the animal models give us is a signal that alerts us to things that we need to follow Before up on people. carefully in humans. Yes, okay, so, so hold on. So just to make this, this segment
3: clear, okay? We've got very alarming short-term stuff. We've got short-term stuff that is alarming on the basis of where we find these lipids, where we find the spike proteins, those things are reasons for concern because it wasn't supposed to be this way. We've also got an alarming signal in terms of the hazards and deaths or the harms and the deaths that are reported in the system. And there's a reason to think that those are dramatic under reports. Yes, and they're okay? all consistent. All right, with so that's, the with the spite distribution, two parts of the the harm equation. Okay, the harm equation involves. There appears to be short term harm being done at a, an alarming level. Long term harm is quite plausible based on what we already know about what's taking place. But we, of course, are going to take time to figure to out whether it's find actually out, and then it's going to be too late. You can right. never,
4: you can never, un, you can vaccinate yourself, but you can never you unvaccinate. Can't
3: unvaccinate. Okay, so then there are two other harms that are potentially involved in this vaccine. I wanted to get your uh, input on whether it's worth worrying about these things. Mm -hmm. One of them, Mm -hmm. uh, as made famous by Garrett Vandenbush, who was a guest on this program, um, is the hazard of the vaccines because they create a very concentrated evolutionary push on spike protein alone, that uh, vaccinating into a pandemic rather than in advance of a pandemic is liable to Cause the evolution of escape mutants and that it could in fact make a much worse pandemic in the end.
2: So this isn't a theoretical, this is a real. It's real. We already have the data. What does that mean? Um, we are having escape mutants arise all over the place. Yep. And you believe um, it is caused by the vaccines, the So I vaccines? can't, I can't, so because we got two variables going on at the same time, we've got vaccination and we got natural infection. Yeah. But in my mind, I mean, the data, the 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 data are in. Yeah. Um, the escape mutants are happening. Yeah. Um, uh, the uh, we have focused on the spike domains that are associated with escape from the vaccine um, domains. We have neglected to focus as a community. On the other mutations that are also accumulating, mm-hmm. um, so that's that's kind of a, a sampling or selection bias yeah. that we have ongoing because it's what well, we're, we're focused on the vaccines, but it's not the only thing that's changing. This is you mentioned HIV super example. HIV evolves during its infection of each separate patient. Mm-hmm. Single-stranded, um, I mean, single-stranded so RNA. So as, as a virologist, and, and there's some veterinary virologists that are speaking about this too, um, uh, that this is, for those of us who are hardcore virologists and vaccinologists, this is uh, accepted wisdom. Yeah. This is just the way things are. Um, and uh, we're gonna live with it. And this kind of gets to my point that I made earlier when I objected a little bit to some of the statements, in my opinion, we're stuck with this virus or its downstream variants pretty much for the rest of our lives. It's going to become more like a flu in the sense of we will have continuing evolution and continuing circulation of variants of this. I believe that that is inescapable.
3: Well, so I would argue, based on what I understand, that that might happen. I've worried about it from the beginning, that the likelihood of it happening has to do with the fact that we botched the early response and therefore gave it a large canvas in which to experiment. True. Um, But I don't, I don't, I haven't seen anything yet that tells me that we couldn't, if we got on this now, that we couldn't stamp it out in two months, three months of concerted effort. Except
2: for the experience of actually trying to do that with polio and smallpox. Um, but but I, I'm glad to concede your optimism. Okay. I hope you're right and I'm wrong. Good. It would be, it would be a shame not to try.
4: You know, I'm, I'm not sure that's going to happen with Tony Fauci.
5: As a scientist, I'm just going to provide the facts and let people draw their own conclusions. Here's the facts.
7: With a lot of respiratory pathogens, they get transmitted through large water droplets,
5: especially when we cough and sneeze. Now, the primary mode of transmission of SARS coronavirus 2 is through aerosols. There's three sizes of water droplets that can come out of your lungs. Large water droplets, so those are droplets that are over 60 microns. They have this trajectory under gravity, right, where they quickly fall to the ground. Then there's small water droplets. These are between 10 and 60 microns in diameter. And then there's what we call droplet nuclei, which are smaller than 10 microns. So we talk about aerosols, we're talking about these droplet nuclei and small water droplets. If you want to visualize it, when you go out in the cold air in the middle of the winter, and, you know, you talk about I can see my breath that's the aerosols that you're breathing in. That's the aerosol condensing in the air. You see a big plume, and it doesn't just drop to the ground. I, I wear glasses, so when we breathe on, you know, the lenses and fog them up, the moisture we're getting on there, that's that's the aerosol. Scientific studies before this pandemic have shown that low-cost masks, and when, so we're talking about surgical masks and the cough masks we're wearing, these low-cost masks have pore sizes, that range between 80 and 500 microns in size. So a huge range, right? The the diameter of the virus is one micron. The largest possible small droplet that can comprise a typical aerosol and two viral particles is 62 microns in diameter. So I just want to put that in perspective. The smallest pore size is 80. So that means the largest droplet coated with the virus can pass right through. Now, air is always going to travel, you know, the easiest way out. So most of the air, the aerosol leaks out. Uh, going up above her nose. The other leak points are right, right at the cheeks here. What what people say is, okay, okay, there's a leak points. But if I have a properly fitting mask, surely you know what you said can't can't be true, right? So let, let me see if I can show you this. We've been told to to use up to three masks. So I've got one and I actually don't know if I'm gonna be able to get all these on because one of the things is interesting actually my right ear pin and now is permanently uh, deformed a little bit. It sticks out for my head more than the other one. Um, because of all the mask wearing. But so let me put on, here's two masks. Here's 3 So we'll put on a fourth one. I don't know if we'll get the fifth one on. Okay. So you got five masks. They're three ply surgical masks, so 15 layers. I'm going to seal it around their mouth. If this is true, the air cells come through, then this should fog up. We'll see. See that fog? Yep. Now, w- yep. watch this. I've made a cross. Can you see my eyes through that cross? Yep. So there's so much moisture there. that You can see Look at that cross pattern. There's so much moisture there. So I'm not going to say any more, right? All I'm saying, I'm just going with the science. So this is crazy.
0: Yesterday, I heard Maria Bartiromo have a guest on who exposed the truth that Investigative journalist and author Janet Phelan, my dear friend, who, uh, as I just looked through all of our records, uh, we must have had, I don't know, 30 to 50 interviews, hundreds of hours of discussion on things such as DNA-specific bioweapons and the biowar against humanity.
7: Australian weekend reporter Sherry Markson is here with new documents this morning on the Chinese Communist Party's plans to engineer a biological weapon.
5: What precisely happened, we don't know, but every one of those laboratories that the Chinese engage in, just like frankly every state-owned enterprise, is operated and controlled by the People's Liberation Army or their security apparatus. That's certainly true at the Wuhan Institute of Virology as well. We don't know precisely what was taking place there because the Chinese Communist Party is covering it up and won't let us know. But there are a lot of unanswered questions about what these activities were, why they were engaged with them, were they connected to their military in any way, and if, in fact, this leak came from that laboratory.
7: That was the former Secretary of State Mike Pompeo on Sunday Morning Futures earlier this month discussing China's civil military fusion and the likelihood that COVID-19 was developed as a bioweapon. Australian journalist Cherry Markson has been working to connect these dots and recently reported that Chinese military scientists discussed weaponizing SARS coronavirus Five years before the pandemic occurred. She's joining us this morning with an even bigger bombshell. Sherry is the host of Sherry on Sky News. And Sherry, good morning to you. Thanks very much for being here. You have uncovered documents uh, about bioweaponry in China. Tell us about what you've uncovered.
8: LOOK, THOSE DOCUMENTS YOU JUST REFERRED TO WHERE CHINESE MILITARY SCIENTISTS WARNED ABOUT WEAPONIZING CORONAVIRUSES FIVE YEARS AGO WERE EXTRAORDINARY ENOUGH, BUT THESE ARE EVEN MORE ALARMING BECAUSE THESE ARE OFFICIAL CHINESE GOVERNMENT DOCUMENTS. IT WAS CHINA'S OFFICIAL SUBMISSION TO THE UNITED NATION'S BIOLOGICAL WEAPONS CONVENTION IN 2011. NOW, THESE CONVENTIONS ARE ONLY HELD EVERY FIVE YEARS AND THEIR 2016 DOCUMENT WAS SCALED BACK. SO THIS IS THEIR LAST detailed submission about biological research to the Biological Weapons Convention. And Maria, it is chilling and terrifying. It discusses in it research involving genetic specific viruses, so targeting people based on their race. It discusses how laboratory leaks can pose a latent threat to mankind. And it discusses how research man-made pathogens it talks about man-made man-made pathogens and how this can also pose a great risk to mankind so this is a truly shocking document even more so because it's an official chinese government submission
7: yeah AND and WE HAVE SOME OF THE HEADLINES, SOME OF THE MORE STARTLING QUOTES AND REVELATIONS FROM THAT DOCUMENT. ONE OF THEM SAYS, WHAT what IS TAKING PLACE, CAN PLACE MANKIND IN GREAT DANGER, ACCIDENTAL MISTAKES IN BIOTECH LABORATORIES CAN PLACE MANKIND IN GREAT DANGER. THE NEXT ONE SAYS, uh, IT TALKS ABOUT BIOTECHNOLOGY FOR HOSTILE PURPOSES, SAYING AT THE SAME TIME, THE USE OF NEW KINDS OF BIOTECHNOLOGY FOR HOSTILE PURPOSES, POSING A LATENT THREAT TO HUMAN SOCIETY IS ALSO GROWING, AND ANOTHER ONE SAYS, IT CAN ALSO CREATE THE POTENTIAL FOR BIOLOGICAL WEAPONS BASED ON GENETIC DIFFERENCES BETWEEN RACES. ONCE HOSTILE ELEMENTS GRASP THAT DIFFERENT ETHNIC GROUPS HARBOR INTRINSICALLY DIFFERENT GENETIC SUSCEPTIBILITIES TO PARTICULAR PATHOGENS, THEY CAN PUT THAT KNOWLEDGE INTO PRACTICE AND CREATE GENETIC WEAPONS TARGETED AT A RACIAL GROUP WITH A PARTICULAR SUSCEPTIBILITY. Now, Sherry, I know you're working on your new book, which is coming out in September, What Really Happened in Wuhan. But can you connect the dots based on what you're seeing from these Chinese documents to what was taking place in that Wuhan laboratory uh, where it is likely that the COVID-19 escaped? Can you connect the dots on whether or not it was intentional?
8: I think the very first thing to note is the first quote you just read uh, where OFFICIAL CHINESE GOVERNMENT SUBMISSION TO THE UNITED NATIONS BIOLOGICAL WEAPONS CONVENTION, THEY SPOKE ABOUT HOW ACCIDENTS IN LABORATORIES CAN PLACE MANKIND in great danger. And yet all we've heard from China and its cronies like Peter Daszak since the start of last year is that it's a conspiracy to suggest there could be a laboratory leak when in fact China admits it itself that it was concerned about laboratory leaks. That's why it makes that comment in the submission. What you're seeing here. All right. Yeah. Hold on, I
7: want to take a short break because I also want to ask you about how courageous the Australian government was and the backlash that it felt from the CCP. Stay with us. We're with Sherry Markson this morning. We'll be right back. Welcome back. We are back with Sherry Markson, an investigative editor at The Australian and the host of Sherry on Sky News. And Sherry, my question is, why aren't we seeing more outrage from the rest of the world? I mean, the G7 meeting last week was so weak on China and the threat there. Uh, You have uh, the propaganda from China pushing back on anybody who asks questions about the origins of COVID. What do the Australians feel like? You're on the ground in Australia. Look at this headline from the Global Times. This is the propaganda arm of the CHINA NEEDS TO MAKE A PLAN TO DETER EXTREME FORCES OF AUSTRALIA. THE GLOBAL TIMES are RECOMMENDING THE CCP BOMB AUSTRALIA BECAUSE THE AUSTRALIAN GOVERNMENT MADE THE MISTAKE OF SAYING WE WANT TO HAVE ANSWERS ON THE ORIGINS OF COVID. WHAT HAPPENED?
8: Look, Australia was the first in the world in April last year to say there needs to be an investigation into how this virus got out into the origins of COVID-19 to see if it has a natural origin or to see if it's a laboratory leak, which is looking increasingly likely. And for that, Australia has been hit with rolling trade tariffs, tariffs, economic coercion, punishment by china and where has the world been on this question it's not up to australia to call for an investigation into the origins where is the U- u.s demanding answers from china what about european leaders this virus has that's ravaged right. the world and how is it the case that a year and a half that's on right. there's been no investigation it's a great point that's right and
7: and where is the outrage for what china has done to hong kong sherry thank you so much for being here we appreciate it
0: and more and more people are beginning to understand this, and they're seeking the knowledge. I, I, I am blessed. The Lord has put me on this mission. There's no question about it. This is not my will. I am uh, humbled by the uh, success of my efforts. Without a dollar, without a dime from anyone, not an advertising buck, nothing no money, Howardema.com reaches 67,000 hits a day. In January, it was around 10,000. It's been exponential month after month, and I can only give it to the fact that I put the information out there that nobody else does. That's why the moniker is the truth the mainstream media ignores. The stories or many of them are the same, and some of them are unknown stories that they squash, they don't want you to know about. But the rea- reality is, the information is available for everyone. So I put together a, uh, a lens where you can look through it to understand the New World Order. And the books you must read to understand the New World Order. So I'm very proud and very, very grateful that the Lord has chosen me to do his work through this website absolutely a godsend the people in my life I are too numerous to count but if it weren't for Harry link my brother my dear brother and my sister Janet Pam Vrendenburg Lori Swan James Washington Hank Vinnie be the truth from we are changed Connecticut Chris Freedom Flowers. I mean, I can just talk for an hour of these people that have guided me on this journey and continue to seek the truth. I, I, I realize that there's a reason, and obviously it means to continue and to double my efforts. And the Lord has given me the ability to do this a lot. I'm very blessed and very worried about our world, and about what's happening. Information at howardneema.com is critical to understanding what's going on in the world today. It is a path of breadcrumbs that will lead you to greater understanding why the world is the way it is today, who's behind it, what they're trying to do and how they're manipulating the masses into compliance with their own demise. It is a factual, evidentiary, proven, verifiable truth that there is a depopulation agenda, a global depopulation agenda. It is not a conspiracy theory and the more that these evil new world order operatives the minions of the hidden masters the more that they lie and the more that they cheat and steal it becomes clearer and clearer that these are not conspiracy theories these are not coincidences oh biden admitted that he strong-armed ukraine (laughs) pay for play biden Now he's a creepy dude, and there's a reason he's a creepy dude. Because he is a creepy dude. Evil. These people are evil. They do not have the best interests of the people. They are totalitarians, and they are socialists. And the powers behind the throne are now using communism as they used fascism in the past. They're the same forces behind the rise of the Bolsheviks, Chairman Mao's great leap forward, the industrialization of China, David Rockefeller, the Trilateral Commission. These are the forces and the power forces behind these organizations, and even forces stronger and more powerful than the faces that we see the Rockefellers and the Soroses and the uh, Bill Gates of the world. They're peasants compared to the people who are really controlling this situation. It's behind the scenes, and guess what? I'm telling you the truth. And if you don't believe it, the cognitive dissonance is too thick, that's why you need to go to howardneema.com, because the evidence is there. They write about it. They're proud of it. They're waging a war on humanity, and they believe that we, the people, are not any different than animals that are sacrificed for the greater good to create their socialist utopia, which is really just a despotic, neo-feudal nightmare. And they are going to depopulate the planet. They've written it in stone. They've written it in stone, ladies and gentlemen. And they'll do it if we keep complying. And they're, those that resist are going to be looked at as the enemy they're going to be targeted in the media and by these evil globalist New World Order politicians, these literal Luciferian Satanists who are behind this whole evil takeover of the world. It is a group, it is a consortium of people comprised of people of many faiths but they all serve the same goal. They only practice their religions uh, on the surface, they are all worshipping Lucifer. Understand this. You must know the enemy to fight the enemy. They work under the guise of the law of reversal. So that's why many times you'll hear things like, you know, your premiums are going to go down $2,400 and you can keep your doctor, where the opposite is true. Your premiums went up high and you cannot keep your doctor. Or... Um, we're seeking peace and security as we go to war again. Uh, it, it's been on and on, Bush family, these bloodline families, all these books like Bloodlines of the Illuminati by my friend and brother in Christ. Fritz Springmeier is available and all his books at The This is the greatest deception in the world being executed before our very eyes and we see it we just have to recognize it and understand the feelings that you have that something's very very wrong this is what's very very wrong okay it's not the politicians it's not you know this story or that story or critical race theory these are all tools being used to achieve this takeover of society And as they're taking it over, they're doing a little culling, like now with the pandemic and killing a lot of people in many, many different ways as a result of the last basically uh, year and a half, two years, right? They're going to do it again in in the fall. They're going to do it again. They're going to pull off the variants are already a problem. They're already lying about it. All this information, as you can see, is at howardneiman.com. All these articles you should check out. Again, I just want to thank everybody. And please continue to share HowardNema.com everywhere. I have a link on every article that can be shared on Facebook to bypass the fascist censors. Please use these links. This is for us, ladies and gentlemen. It's for all of humanity. It's for your children. I do this for my son and for his children and and his children. This is Howard Nemeiser, Truth Talk News. I'm with Florence. Uh, who wants to uh, go on the record as to her experience after taking the COVID-19 injection. What What happened to you, Florence?
9: Uh, well, I took the Moderna um, vaccine, and within less than 10 minutes, I ended up having high blood pressure. And I took it in a, uh, a controlled environment, and they did call the paramedics and they did want to take me to the hospital but I refused to go to the hospital at that time because I thought it would just wear off well I lasted two weeks after that and meanwhile my bladder shut down during that time period I also accumulated mucus within my membrane and my lungs as well as my um, kidneys shut down so with uh, two weeks after that I ended up in the hospital for five days on intensive antibiotics and a slow drip um, also it pulled my potassium level down. They had to give me the capsules of potassium. I had to take them every three hours. Mm-hmm. So um, I, I still have residual effects of the anxiety from it now mm-hmm. compounded with um, things that were complicated in my life. But they do believe and my doctor agrees that it is and was that shock.
0: Right. And where did you get this injection?
9: Uh, I got it at the Waterbury Health Department's website. Uh, I got it right from the Waterbury Health Department.
0: I mean, what, where the facility was at? was. Uh... It
9: was a controlled environment. It was right in Waterbury. In Waterbury. Yeah. Okay. And it's registered. Um, it's documented. Did, th- did you
0: make a complaint to the Vaccine yes, uh, Board? Yes, I did. Yes,
9: I did. Yeah. Okay. Matter of fact, my doctor made me do it in the office because he was so strong that this was it okay. because I just seen the, him a week before that and everything was fine my blood count and everything it pulled mm-hmm. my blood count right down too.
0: unbelievable unbelievable mm, it
9: was I so wish now, I never took the shot but I did because my because you been
0: because you feel as though the media has pressured you because no of no the, it wasn't no? the
9: media no? it was it was more my children they were worried about me yeah um, because I think they, so
0: they'd rather give you a, an experimental well, vaccine instead of I you had to,
9: cancer before. Oh, so you I have had strokes.
0: See, this is how insidiously it, evil these people are. Yeah, they use these techniques I to get know, you to submit to them and uh, fear people yeah, into submission. It's a very terrible thing. Did you ever have COVID, or you just were taking the the vaccine? You know, I never as a had the COVID. No,
9: <laughs> no, oh, I, I never heard. had COVID. The antibody test that Maybe they you. gave me before I went into the hospital well, showed answers. that I had never ever had COVID. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So you never had COVID. You took a vaccine. An and alleged I got, vaccine, I, right. a MR, M, it's really an MRNA therapy, gene therapy, oh, being sold true. and peddled as a vaccine. Okay. You took that and you were sickened by that, but you weren't sickened by COVID. Isn't, no. that, isn't that ironic?
9: Yes, it is. It yeah. Is Thank, sure. especially Thank you again. S- you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> and I forgot to tell you this, though, I did have a sinus infection, though, mm-hmm. uh, about a month before that. So. It could have been that, on that. that it could have started with that, but then the injection amplified
0: Whatever other problem you right, had. but it right. certainly wouldn't cause the uh, you know it. It was not the injection kid- that caused, caused right. the right, not my kidney, kidneys and right. my bladder. Well, now. that's the thing. Uh, and I what,
9: oh, I had intensive diarrhea too. And this you day. had the
0: mRNA vaccine, right? Right, right. Correct. Now this is what we've been warning about, and everybody's got to look into the work and check it out on HowardNema.com about uh, well a bunch of Judy Mikovits talked about it. As well, and you have uh, Dolores Cahill speaking how the mRNA will attack organs and cause organ failure. And there you go. Yes, that's what I was told. I will link this to that. uh, I was told that. Mm
6: -hmm.
0: Well, well, God bless you, and and we'll all pray for you. Oh, thank you. And um, death to the New World Order, everybody. Take advantage of all the information at howardneema.com. God bless you all. And thank
9: you for recording this and yeah. putting it out there also. No,
0: we're going to keep in touch. And we we're gonna, will. We're yeah. going to keep in touch because we need to log these cases because yeah. Yeah. the media is ignoring it, and that's yeah. why we need to do this.
10: I want to bring in John Solomon now. John, just I, I want to give a little bit of your bona fides. You've been a top investigative reporter, I don't know, 20 or 30 years. You've worked all over the world. You've been at Associated Press, Washington Post. You have your own uh, your own website now. You're a partner with Real America's Voice. you got shows. I think you've got an exclusive interview with president trump on monday uh, on your on your show you're 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 a revered figure in investigative reporting uh this is a bombshell coming out of atlanta we've had national pulse michael patrick leahy some of these other groups going after this you know hammer and tong and now you drop this bombshell i just want to take time i want to put it up into the live chat i want everybody to take a deep breath i want john to go through this because i think directionally people can see where this thing's going to head so john Take it away and tell us what uh, tell us what you guys have found and what you've got up on the site.
6: Yeah, it's very important. So sitting in plain view on the secretary of state's uh, website were all of the ballot markers, all of the ballot uh, uh, documentation that showed how absentee ballots and other ballots were counted in Atlanta in Fulton County. The reason it was sitting up there was there was this ale- the, a risk limitation audit that had been conducted last November. and we started to dig into those ballot uh documents and see what we could find and we put them into a spreadsheet we analyze them and this is what we found there are uh when when you count ballots you usually put them in bunches of a hundred and then you run them through the machines and each batch gets assigned a number batch one machine one batch one machine one batch two well we discovered that in the sequencing of the batches that were supposed to be run through the absentee ballots there are about 150 missing batches. That's 15,000 ballots, uh, uh, if you use the 100 uh, ballot figure, which the state tells us is an accurate number, uh, that aren't accounted for. They, they were assigned a number, but they don't appear to have been run through the machine. Now, this was sitting in the plain view of the audit that Secretary of State Rauschenberger did, but it never came up. It wasn't mentioned at all. So then we dug in further, and we started to find other strange anomalies. There are many batches of documents, more than two dozen, that are marked as having been double scanned, meaning they went through the machine and counted twice. There are a sequence of ballots that uh, went through the machine one after the other, 174 to 178, these same batches, they all had the exact same separation between Joe Biden and Donald Trump. Five random hundred batches of ballots, each had Joe Biden at 392, Donald Trump at 96, and, and a Libertarian at three. Statistically, that is impossible. State officials say there's no doubt that, that that's an erroneous count so for months we've been told trust the audits the audits were fine we now know the paperwork upon which brad rafsenberger's audit in last november in Fulton county is deeply 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 flawed
10: so how can this you know raheem has got some questions jump in here on this on on your analysis story and report but here's what i don't understand they've told us for months and months and months that this was all, you know, Raffensperger has been up there. He's been in the President's Grill. Uh, he's been in everybody that's tried to do anything about this. That were 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 not just cranks and crazy, but they were actually bad guys. And by doing this, they're putting all kind of yeah. pressure on them and all kind of pressure. The new meme they've got on on, on Chris Hayes and Rachel Maddow is that, uh, and, and 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 Joy Reid is that you know election workers are now scared because we're intimidating people and people are very afraid. H- how could something that took your team to go through? And they've had access to this information. I mean, this is essentially their information. How can there be these anomalies? How could there be these mistakes? How could there be these mathematical impossibilities? Yet we're told time and time and time and time again that this was the best run election in the history of Georgia.
6: Yeah, that was what he said on 60 Minutes. Listen, it wasn't in Fulton County. And what's interesting about Secretary of State Rafsenberger is that while he's taken that line that you can trust the results, he's constantly saying fulton county is a living disaster it's a problem it can't be both fulton county accounts for the largest share of block of votes in the state if your main epicenter of voting in the state is unduly messed up to the point where you can't even know which ballots go to what machines you got double counting you got ballots walking under tables ballots walking out from under tables without any chain of custody it's very hard to take your second proclamation very seriously and so another document that we have and we're going to put the whole document later this afternoon is there was a a, a very lengthy report from the monitor that rafsenberger sent to atlanta it begins on november 1st goes to november 8th and in that document moment by moment it reads like a diary you can see that rafsenberger's own uh, guy is saying bad bad things are happening in atlanta somebody left ballots uh, and, and equipment out on a dock insecure there are a suitcase of election materials that walk out no chain of custody no one even knows who the person is that took it the votes are not coming in the way they should be from northern uh, northern part of Fulton County why is that important that's the Republican part of the county if you want to suppress Republican votes you slow down the vote flow from northern uh, parts of Fulton County all of this is chronicled in a 25 30 page memo that this contractor wrote and when people look at that we're going to compare it to what Brad Rafsenberger said in 60 Minutes. They don't match. They're literally polar opposite stories.
10: So hold it. If you have, and Raheem, jump in here. If you have the analysis, and everybody's got to read this, and we want you to share it. We want the force multiplier in the wardroom cadre and posse. You need to share John Solomon's new breaking news analysis. If you take what you have today and you compare it to this report that you're going to, the secret report that was div- given by a consultant to Raffensburger and you're gonna release later and hopefully we'll get you back on the show tomorrow to, to go through it more. Um, how can D- Duncan and how can Kemp and how can these people come out and just say blatantly when now it looks like the facts, they obviously had the facts. So I'm trying to get to the point of not even are we going to find the fraud is this and i don't want to call it a cover-up is it incompetence or how would they so adamantly fight this tooth and nail that this thing was perfect and tell the world that and really put president trump made president trump look like he was crazy and the people around him as you know it's a pretty small group john we're down we've been you know it's a handful of us how could these officials actually have the data and the information that showed that there were massive problems yet say the exact opposite
6: You know, there are so many parallels now as I begin to look at this. I've been working at this for six months now, five months, really digging in Uh, the parallels to the original Russia collusion case. The FBI just doubled down, tripled down, quadrupled down. And Jeff Sessions Justice Department, there's nothing there. The FBI shouldn't be attacked. Everything is fine. And what did we find out? The bureaucracy was a mess, did horrible things, illegal things in Russia. I think the natural tendency of big bureaucracy like a secretary of states is to double down on your own people. Don't give any ground. Everything's fine. And once you take that perspective, everybody's willing to overlook all the evidence that says, oh, wait a second, we've got a steaming turd in Atlanta. And this, when you see this document, and we're going to put it up, we want everyone to read it, the, the level and breadth of incompetence, potential corruption. Uh, outright violations of election integrity rules is so breathtaking, you can't possibly say, we can trust uh, Fulton County's uh, vote count anymore. The, the, their own words undercut the very actions that Fulton County took. And here's something that's interesting. You know, for the last few weeks, Rasenberger's been calling for the Fulton County election uh, officials, the top officials, to be removed. There's even talk that they, the county may be put into state receivership when it comes to elections. If everything was fine, as Rasenberger said, Why is that conversation going on? The answer is it never was fine in Fulton County. It is a disaster. And if that, the largest epicenter of votes are in question.
0: So many things going on. And then we have what John McAfee said before he met his maker, uh, supposedly uh, committing suicide, although he said he never would commit suicide. Uh, It's the old, same old story uh, Deborah Jean Palfrey said she would never commit suicide. Uh, Of course, then she did, even with a suicide note. But no one even thinks of the fact that she would have been threatened that if she didn't write that note, because she was dead anyway, that they would kill her mother and her sister. So it's an evil, tangled web of incomprehensible malevolence. That surrounds this deep state, new world order, whatever you want to call it, shadow government. This behemoth of evil. And it's a very sad thing because John McAfee, uh, understand, uh, he lived uh, near where this building collapsed. I don't know if there's any truth to this whole thing, but he did say that he had a, he had, uh, some sort of a kill switch, but I don't see any information that's gotten out.
1: The deep state is a conspiracy theory. of, of uh, It's defined as the people within the U.S. government and military who are in secret control of government policy. <laughs> secret? <laughs> Please, people. The deep state is those people within the u.s government that are career employees that cannot be fired by people that we elect by the congress or the president um there are the fcc the uh the cia the securities and exchange commission uh the irs are these people in control can they enact laws Fuck yes they're called regulations For every law that Congress passes, and we elect Congress to pass our laws, there are 20 regulations enacted by federal agencies that have far more impact on our lives than anything Congress can possibly pass. Uh, Is there a deep state? Yes. Uh, Can we fire these people? No. Can presidents fire them? No. (laughs) It's designed that way, so that political parties and political interests cannot affect the deep state. Do you understand the nightmare of our situation, people? (laughs) I'm, I'm sorry, it's not secret. It's as open as anything could be. In the past, since 1975, 200,000 regulations have been passed by our federal agencies, uh, encompassing 800,000 pages of fine print uh, people. It is no secret. It is as open as it can be. The deep state does control America. W- wake up, people, please. God. You all right, everybody, thank you so sense. much for
0: tuning into this first thank podcast you. of Truth Talk News. Of course, you can find Truth Talk News at HowardNema.com and on BitChute. Uh, there is a Rumble account, it's sort of like a backup account. Uh, but HowardNema.com is the place to be, ladies and gentlemen. It's the place to go. Take advantage of all the books you must read to understand the New World Order so we can keep exposing these criminals who hijacked our government, these evil creditors who are preying upon the American people, on our freedom, wishing to enslave us in a one-world, totalitarian, socialist state, where all aspects of human life are under strict control. Ladies and gentlemen, the new world order isn't coming, it's here.